So guess what? We got two more. We got two more. These guys here, they're fireballs. I'm th you thought you had something on Sunday night? Those guys were fireballs. So these guys here, they're going to come down and they're going to bring out the word of God. So I'm going to ask you to open up your hearts. Let God do some surgery. Amen. Trust me, he's coming down with some band-aid. He's going to sew you up before it's over and get you ready to go. Amen. So I'm a, who's going first? Paul Platt. All right. So oh, get your hearts ready. I'm going to introduce Brother Paul. Paul's like a father figure to me, y'all, just so y'all know. Amen. I always pat him down because I don't know if he's. Uh... <laughs> yes, he's, he's my father figure. I love him, and uh, he has a great message. Amen. Y'all amen, okay? Because we, we, need, we need him fired up. All right? Amen. Well, see, it's kind of good that uh, Dylan started us off, especially joking around, because my message is about God and his sense of humor. And we could probably all agree God has a big sense of humor. I mean, to, to think that he created us, knowing all well that Eve and Adam were going to eat the forbidden fruit and cause the rest of us to be in sin, you know, without Jesus Christ in our life. So anyway, it, it made me think just a little while ago about a, a joke. So it's always good to start out with a joke. And, and this, this guy dies, right? And he's sitting before God, and God condemns him to hell. And this guy goes down to hell, and he's going, oh, my gosh, you know, what did I get myself into? And he gets walked into this room, and here's all these people drinking Starbucks, Frappuccinos, walking around in dog poop. He's like, oh, this isn't too bad, not bad at all. And he's looking around where he could get his cup of Frappuccino, and he gets it. He's drinking it. And then all of a sudden, he hears this. Dong! And he looks around to see what was going on, and all of a sudden, everybody puts their cups down and sticks their heads down in the dog poop. So that would be terrible, wouldn't it? Okay, so much for that. Well, I love, I love, <laughs> I love yeah, I'm doing Pastor Marshall. Any of y'all know Pastor Marshall? Y'all, if you've ever heard this guy preach, he says some really off-the-wall stuff, and you're like, Wow, I can't believe Pastor Marshall just said that in church service. So, excuse me. Anyway, I, I do. I love people with sense of humor. Uh, Robert, who'll be preaching here in a little while, he's got a great sense of humor. Uh, Donnie has a great sense of humor. Pastor Elbert, oh my gosh. Back, back in, in our old flesh, we could really get in a lot of trouble with each other. But uh, I, I, just, I just love people with the sense of humor. It makes things light, and, and sometimes this world can just be really down. So, and, and God does have that sense of humor. Uh, I remember going to Catholic church, and uh, I was teaching there at the church, and this one little boy came up to me. He was a Hispanic kid, and he goes, Mr. Mr. Paul, am I a Christian? And I kind of looked at the little boy, and I said, yeah, you're a Christian. And he goes, oh. And I said, why? He goes, oh, I thought I was Mexican. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. That's the truth. It was like, it was like so bad. So anyway, I'm, I'm wasting my 15 minutes. So anyway, God's sense of humor. You know, God spends seven days, right, creating the earth and, and all of its glory and everything. And, and then he, he, he makes the animals and he makes man and, and he takes, you know, the seventh day off. And I've always wondered, God needed a day of rest? 
he's God. What the heck for, you know, right? It's like, why does God need a, a, just a break? And, and it made me think of Jose. You know, Jose's a painter. And, and he paints something, and then painters and other people who are artis artistic, not autistic, they, they, they sit there and they look at what they've created, right? And they go, wow, isn't that beautiful? And, and God did the same thing. He, he went through his creation, and he just kind of stood back and went, hmm, yep, that's good. Really good, right? So, I mean, it's like, wow. And, and then God created man, and he takes a rib out of Adam to make Eve. Now, that's a sense of humor. It's a good thing he didn't take a, a foot or a hand, you know, here's Adam with no foot walking around like this. That would be bad, right? It's like, good thing it was just a rib. Or, or better yet, is his tongue, you know? That, hey. Oh, my gosh. But, but then, you know, I just look at our lives, and, and, and we're born, right? And, and we're born in this world with no clothes on. And little babies, you know, their faces are all scrunched up and wrinkly. And, and, you know, they have to wear a diaper and they have no teeth. And, and then we grow up and we get older and then we get really old. And then we lose our teeth again, right? And then we're back into diapers again. But this time they're only bigger. Isn't that terrible? God's sense of humor. Why do you think just, I don't know, I'm ready for the rapture. I don't want to get there, you know. I'm ready to just go boop. No diapers, no Missing teeth, you know. I see my dad when he pulls his teeth out at night when we visit. And it's like, wow, that could be me one day. Mmm, nope, nope. I don't think so. So then we go on. I can go on just through, through the Bible and just pick out stories. And, you know, Genesis, going back to Genesis, God made us in his image, right? It's like, so I would have thought God would have looked more like George Clooney, you know, a Brad Pitt, right? We men would be looking really all good, right? And we'd have 12-pack abs instead of Coke Zero abs, right? <laughs> Trying to diet all the time to look good. And it's like that's part of God's humor, you know? We're, we're all unique. God made us all unique, all different colors, you know, all different temperaments, you know, uh, different hairstyles and whatever. You know, God made us the way we are. And you know, God, God, like Pastor said, gave us all different talents, right? And, and we shouldn't worry about someone else's talents because God created us for us, right? So just, just do what you're good at and, and get those crowns. And when you're in heaven, you can give Jesus your crowns because of your talents, not of someone else's. So don't try to imitate nobody else but Jesus Christ, right? And then in Corinthians 1, or 1 Corinthians 15, it says, Just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, Adam, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man, Jesus Christ. So even though we were born into sin because of Adam and Eve's mistake, we will have righteousness through Jesus Christ. Okay, so we just, we just need to just remember that constantly. And you, the Bible tells us we're fearfully and wonderfully made. So that goes back to his image, right? And then we can go on and on and on. And then we look at, uh, tell you what, let's look at, for, for time's sake, we can go in here and let's take a look at uh, Genesis 11, the story of the Tower of Babel, right? 
here we are on the earth trying to build this tower to reach heaven. And, and, and God could have just sit there and zapped it and blown it the smithereens or killed everybody. God's sense of humor did what? Everybody couldn't understand the other person, right? So they're sitting there, blah, 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 and they're like, what do you, we need to build this tower. How are we going to do it now? And then he scatters them. So, right, so God, God could have just done us in there, but he didn't. And, and then we go on in the Bible, and then there's Noah. I was reading about Noah and the ark. Noah was 600 years old when he started building the ark. God's got a real sense of humor, doesn't he? Noah's like, God, I'm 600, and you want me to build an ark? Uh, question, what's an ark? Oh, you're going to put animals in it. Okay, so why am I going to build this ark and put animals in it? It's going to rain. God, what's rain? Because some theologians think that there hadn't been rain. And if you read the Bible, it talks about it being the first rain that was coming. So, you know, this probably freaked Noah out. And it's, it's weird. It was only Noah, his wife, and, and his sons. And it doesn't talk about Noah's dad, really, or, or his, his in-laws or outlaws or cousins or anything, even being on the ark with him with 45,000 animals. You know how long it took him to build that ark? They calculate 75 to 100 years to build that boat. I would have given up had I been Noah, and there wouldn't be anybody left. But I can't imagine having to spend 100 years with no real tools, you know, no chainsaws, no table saws, no craftsman tools, you name it. It was going out and getting gopher wood, whatever the heck gopher wood is. So I've never been able to find out what gopher wood is. So anyway, I mean, it's just hysterical, some of the things that God has, has done. But he's still there for us. I mean, Noah did. He built the ark. And, and Noah is our descendant, right? Because it was just Noah and his family. So we're a descendant of Noah. So God's always been there to take care of us. And, and then it makes me think of our trip to Cozumel. We went swimming with the whale sharks, okay? And I think about Jonah. Jonah did not follow God's instructions and go to Nineveh. And Jonah ran, and he tried to hide. And we all know we can't hide from God, right? So Jonah was on the ship, and the ship was tossing about in the storms, and, and the guys were wondering why God was doing this to them. And Jonah says, it's me. And he jumps overboard and then gets swallowed by a big fish. Could you imagine Jonah having a cell phone texting to God? Texting away, OMG, oh my God, literally, oh my God. <laughs> right? And then he's like, BFF. And you're thinking, yeah, best friend forever? Wrong. Big freaking fish. <laughs> right? Uh, can you imagine being in a fish for three days in that stinking belly? And we were around a fish that was big enough to do that. And it was like, oh, not me. Whether I had a cell phone or not, nope. Not inside a fish, but there we go again. But, you know, guess what? The fish spit Jonah out, and Jonah wound up doing what God asked him to do. 
And I'm sure he was pretty happy about getting out of that fish's belly. And then we go on, we can go on to Moses and Aaron, and, and then the, the plagues of, uh, uh, of uh, Egypt, right? And there were 10 plagues. There was water to blood. Oh, and then I'm thinking about this, going back to, to Noah. You know, you had, you had 45,000 animals, right? Two of each, man and female. You know, not, not male, male, guppies and none of that, right? We're... Why did he put fire ants on the ark? That's a useless critter, isn't it? And, and how about woodpeckers? It's like, if I was Noah, I'd be like, God, God. Whoa, 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 woodpeckers, boat, wood, no good, no good, no good. God took care of that, right? Or termites? You imagine having termites on board the ark? Oh my gosh, call Terminex. Okay, anyway, I digress there. But back to Moses and Aaron and the Pharaoh. And you know, God's sense of humor is there too, right? God tells Moses and Aaron, you know, throw your staff down and it had to turn into a snake. Because Pharaoh said, hey, I want to see a, a, a miracle from you. So Aaron threw his staff down, it turns into a big snake, right? Well, Pharaoh's like, I can do that. And his saucers and magicians, they throw down their staffs in the same thing. Well, guess what? Aaron's staff eats all the other snakes, right? Isn't that cool? God's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Bring your biggest snakes on. I'm going to eat it. And then we get to the plagues. We had the plague of water to blood and frogs and gnats and lice and flies and livestock disease, boils, thunder and hail, locusts, darkness for three days, death of the firstborn. Why did he bring back the fire ants, right? A plague of fire ants? Can you imagine being eaten alive by fire ants and stung all over the place? We'd be walking around with all those little white pussy things all over us. I would have given up right then and there and said, go. Go, Israelites, go. But you know what? God, in a sense of humor, took care of Moses and Aaron and the other Israelites and loved them through it, and they... Spent, of course, you know, 40 years out in the desert because they just wouldn't mind. But, you know, who wants to talk about that, right? And then we can go on and on. You all remember the story about uh, Balaam and his donkey? Remember the talking donkey? Wow. You know, King Balak wanted Balaam to go and curse uh, the Israelites. And Balaam's like, no. God told me not to, and I'm not going to do it. So Balaam kind of reluctantly goes with these other dudes to go curse the Israelites, and, and uh, he shouldn't have gone, but he did. And he's riding his donkey, right? And the donkey's going along, and all of a sudden, here's this angel with this big sword. And the donkey sees the angel, but Balaam doesn't. And Balaam is beating the heck out of his donkey, and the donkey's not going anywhere. And, Balaam beats the donkey three times, and finally God makes the donkey, the donkey speak to Balaam. Uh, why are you beating me? I see this big dude, angel dude with the sword. That's why I'm not going anywhere. And, you know, Balaam's like, whoa. And then all of a sudden God opens Balaam's eyes, and he sees the angel. So, right, God's got this sense of humor that just won't quit. And then uh, you remember the... Oh, don't do that to me. Don't do that. That was 15 minutes? Really? You going to cut me off? 
and I was having so much fun. Anyway, God's sense of humor. I'll end with this. God, throughout the Bible, it was prophesied that the Israelites would have a king of kings, right? And they're thinking there's going to be this great majestic king. But Jesus came along, born in a manger with dirty animals, and he wasn't this big king of kings that we think of, shrouded in gold and in these fancy robes. He was the king of kings we needed, one who would go to the cross for us, one who would die for us and give his life for us. That's the king of kings. So you know what? All throughout biblical history, which we're a part of that history, God and Jesus are still there for us. God's still laughing at us, laughing with us, right? And he's going to save us if we just call upon his son's name and give him the glory. Amen. Amen. Y'all know God got humor, man, because he made Dwayne. Amen. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> he said, eh, <laughs> I love you, Dwayne. Thank you. Anyways, but God has a sense of humor for making me. Amen. I really can't figure it out some days. I really can't. But you know what? He gives me a sense of humor. It's so amazing. I, I, I walk in the office some, some days, and I, I, I make references to the office because I'm there a lot, right? And especially on Monday mornings, amen. And Monday morning, everybody coming in like this. They hate, they hate Mondays. It's like they had a horrible weekend, but they had a great weekend. They just hate coming back to work, amen. So when they come in Monday, they're like this. And I know I, I, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to go in there. But, you know, I... I try to jam my little praise of worship before I get in. I try to get my prayer on. So when I get in, I'm like this. And they're like, why are you so happy, you know? But I know I got the joy of the Lord, amen? And you got to realize with the joy of the Lord, you're going to get places, amen? Because you know what? People, people you, you'll rub off on somebody. Somebody's going to pull you to the side and say, why do you always have that joy? Why is it you always have a smile on your face when everything is tumbling down? Why is it when everything is going crazy, you ain't scared, Amen? Because you say, I have a, the joy of the Lord, and God got a sense of humor because you think I'm supposed to be scared. Amen? <laughs> Amen. So we're going we're gonna to go into the, 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 the next session here. I'm going to invite my brother Robert up here. Amen? God, give the Lord a hand. Amen? As brother Robert comes up here, Robert got a powerful message from God. Amen? And as he preaches, don't forget, go ahead and amen. Amen? So get, get this fired up. Amen? Give to Brother Paul for that great dessert, humorous sermon. Uh, I'll give a little little piece of steak for y'all so y'all can chew on that too. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Luke chapter 8, verse 22 and on. He says, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A sickle came down on the lake, so that boat was being swamped, and they were in great danger. The disciples went to walk him, saying, Master, Master, we're drowning. We're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the winds and raging waters, and the storm submitted and all calm. Where is your faith, he asked his disciples. In fear and amaze, they asked one another, Who is this? He commanded even the winds and the water, and they obey him. If I would put a, a, 
a title on this little mini sermon. I will put trusting God when you don't understand. You know, I don't know when y'all taking a nap and somebody wakes you up of that nap when you're enjoying that good nap. You know, it's, it's terrible. You know, Jesus was, was tired of preaching and so many miracles and he was trying to just take a good nap and here they come, you know, rushing to him. We're drowning, we're drowning. You know, I believe that at the time, uh, maybe God himself was putting them through a, through a test, you know, because if you see in chapter 5, look, uh, the Lord had just cleaned that leper man, you know. He, he cleaned him out of that leprosy that nobody wanted to get near him, and Jesus cleaned him, and they saw that. On the same chapter, you know, that, that man that, that was uh, paralyzed, that they had to go, uh, Jesus was preaching in a house, and they had to, uh, it was so crowded, they couldn't go in there to Jesus, and they put him up to a roof and made a hole and, and put him down. I don't know if a couple of his friends or something. And uh, Jesus saw that and said, your sins are forgiven. And, of course, you, you old, back then, as we call nowadays, and there was haters already saying, how can you forgive his sins? And God saw them thoughts and say, what is it? Is it easier to you say your sins are forgiven? Or is it easier just to say, get up and walk? And Jesus turned around and told him, get up and walk. And he got up, and everybody was amazed. I mean, the disciples saw that, but when they were on that storm, they forgot about that. You know, chapter 7 says on Luke that uh, as they were walking, there was a funeral going by, and it was a widow that lost his only, only child, his only boy, and Jesus saw that and felt compassion for that. And Jesus went up to him and, uh, and say, rise, and he rise from that dead, and the disciples saw that, and they still... When that little storm came on the lake, there was this disturbance. They say, we're drowning, we're drowning. You know, sometimes, I don't know what was the critical point on the disciples that, that day that uh, were they focused on, on, on their problems, on that storm that they were drowning, or were they focused on God? And at the time, it wasn't focused on God. It was on that problem they were having. A lot of times, on this world, we focus on our problems. And we think we can, uh, just because we think we can manage that problem, then we get deeper and deeper into a bigger storm. And uh, we get deeper into that problem because <clears throat> we start thinking, and when we start thinking about that problem, we don't see God. But if you have faith, on, if you have your faith, you will see God. So as you, as you go on, you know, you might say, I just lost my job. I don't know what to do. Well, you know what? God made this world. God can give you a better job. You know, a lot of say, I'm, I'm falling behind on all my bills. Hey, you know, this is nothing. I mean, bills is like a little fly that lands on your mosquito that you can just tap and it'll go away for the Lord, you know. But sometimes we drown on that because we lose our focus on God. You know, God is there all the time. I mean, Jesus was right there in the boat. They shouldn't even worry about it because he was there right next to them. But they got so focused on that storm, on that, on that fear that uh, they're going to they're gonna drown, I'm going to drown, you know. And, and they lost focus that the master was with them. You know, when you got Jesus, you will not drown. You know, this world does drown when, when they don't have Jesus. I mean, sometimes you have run to that problem that you got bills and you 
Cardinals fixing to get repo and all that, you know, you can just look up to the West in Hollywood. Movie artists, rock artists, whatever you want to call them, they don't have Jesus, and they do drown. They want to get away with alcohol, drugs, but you know what? They drown and they die without Jesus, and God knows God is the judge. I'm not going to judge them. That's not my part, but, you know, they do drown. But if we have Jesus, why should we drown? I mean, all we got to all we gotta look up, like in King David said on Psalms 121, 1 and 2, he said, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains from where I shall, where, sorry, where we shall my help come from. My, my help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and earth. You know, that's all we got to, that's all we got to do. I mean, sometimes, like I said, we come to church and, and uh, we're looking for our answers from God. You know, we see the preacher preaching and, and we're daydreaming, thinking of our problems, thinking of problems. Sometimes we don't sleep at night and we fall asleep in church. And like Pastor Jeff said, you know, we lose our own blessing because we're not listening to the word of God that, you know, the speakers bring us the answer that we need in our life. You know, so, you know, it's just... You, you got to fall on your face and ask God, Lord, help me. I mean, where else can you go? I mean, God is the God Almighty, and he's our father, and, you know, it's just like us being parents, you know. I mean, how are we going to push our kids away? We can't do that. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not, you know, that's not being right. We wouldn't have no heart if we did that. So, you know, we got to get on our knees, I mean, one thing that I ask, I keep asking God, you know, every little prayer I pray, Lord, give me the spirit of my mom. You know, they say, you know, it's the quality of the prayer, not the quantity. But, you know, it, back in, uh, in Matthew, Jesus told Peter and, and a couple more disciples who were around him, you cannot, you cannot be with me for one hour of prayer, you know. And, you know, I'm sick in God and telling God, Lord, give me that. Give me that uh, spirit that my mom had. You know, she would pray one hour in the morning, one hour in the evening. You know, and even though uh, she had so many kids that had so many problems, you know, she would go in there, in, in that room she had, in that special prayer room that my mom built, and uh, she would get on her knees and pray to my Lord, you know. And and uh, one of the miracles is that prayer that I'm here standing in front of y'all. Um, <clears throat> But uh, that's why I asked Lord, you know, I, I do pray during the day. might be five, ten minutes, but I do that about 10, 20 times a day, as many as I can during work and at home and when I wake up. But I think it's something special where you can get on your knees past one hour just praising God and asking him for whatever needs is around you, not just by yourself, but around your other brothers that's at church, the other people that are in this world that needs God, you know, because without God... <laughs> we're lost you know so as we keep on going you know in Matthew 6 33 you say but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those things shall be added to you sometimes we, we, we look for our solution to our problem and we, we can't find it we just can't find it you know it's, it's hard but <clears throat> as, as my sister just lost her love lovely dad you know when my mom passed away it's almost a year now 
she was the only parent that I had. But at the same time, you know, I asked God, Lord, give me strength because I, I miss her dearly. But I gave thanks, God, for all those years that she could, you know, uh, she, I would go to the house and I would go to her bedroom. She was always in her bedroom reading her Bible. And she would read me the Bible, you know. Sometimes I didn't want to hear it, but I still sat down and heard it. And uh, it fit me and fit me, you know. And uh, I think all those all those good memories that uh, my God gave me with my mom, you know, uh, make me stronger. And the day she passed away, I said, Lord, I give you thanks for letting me, this great mom that you borrowed me for all these years that she talked to, you, talked to me about you, you know, make me stronger on your faith. And now, you know, I'm going to take that torch and keep on at it, you know, little by little. Uh, as we all know, we, we're not perfect, but as, we, as long as we keep on going up to the front and keep our eyes on the creator and not on his creation, we will not have no problem. But like I say, sometimes it's hard as you say, well, you know, I run into so many problems, you know. Well, sometimes God also let us go through that problems. There's two things that God can do. Either he can take that problem away and solve it for you, or he can walk you through it. And without God, we won't be lost. You know, all we got to say is, Lord, forgive us. And if you don't know the Lord, you know you can come and receive him. And he'll be with you to help you all the way. I mean, you know, Psalms 91, that's my mom's favorite, the psalm. If you can read it, I mean, he'll, tell, I mean, he'll, he'll show you, he will protect you all the way, you know, to the end. So all we got to keep up is, you know, sometimes this world is, is uh, a little bit crazy, as you know. But if we keep our focus on God and we keep our faith in God, that's what, we'll, that's what we'll win this battle because if you start thinking, you'll see that problem all the time. So my, my little message was, you know, keep your focus on God because, you know, you can drown real easy. Real easy. A couple months ago, I tried to buy another, another dump truck. And uh, without asking permission from God or Lord is this a good deal or not I just went and did it and it showed it showed a bad thing because I started missing services or started leaving services started missing family time and I was drowning on my own little problem of that dump truck because you know I was running through some problems making and working late and all that on that truck and and I told my wife you know this is ridiculous, you know. I mean, if God can support us with one dump truck, why should I get two? And I got rid of it, and my headaches went away. You know, I'm, I'm here not missing the service with y'all, praising my God. And, uh, and I got focused back on the Lord instead of that problem that I had. So, you know, your problem might be totally different than mine. But, you know, we still got the same God that can guide you all the way. And uh, just keep at it. Like I say, keep your eye on your creator, not on his little problems and creations that we create. God bless you. Amen.